0: Welcome
1: to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Podcast. I'm Jesse.
0: And I'm Eric. And this is Barry, the owner of Cheers. Nailed it. There we go. Hi. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank you for coming and sharing some not A&W root beer
2: with us. Pure A&W root beer.
1: (laughs) It's beyond root beer. It's beyond. (laughs) They took the vanilla out and, and most of the sugar, but it's still really good. It's good. I'm glad. I'll stick to my rum,
0: my dark a&W Rupert.
1: So, this is the part of the show where Jesse says he has a long-running tradition of letting the guest introduce themselves to give the audience a brief idea of who they are and what they do.
0: Yes, I do normally say that, but Eric covered that for me this time.
2: So, Oh, okay. Well, let's see. So, Barry, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> well, that's a, that's an involved question sometimes, isn't it? Um, we like to spring a hard yeah, one on the yeah. guest right at the beginning. Who am I and what do I do? Well, um... Bought Cheers Restaurant in 95, my dad and I. Exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry? Exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was actually our third business. If you want to go back, you know, into when we lived in Brampton, we had a uh, uh, donut shop for five years and then sold that and bought a fish and chip store. Did that for five or good, six years. Good precursor to Cheers. Great exactly. fish and yes. chips. Well, we walked into uh, Cheers when we were looking to buy something in the area and uh, you get that homey feel and... um had a big Italian menu, had tablecloths and linen upstairs and kind of a rougher bar downstairs. And um, we looked at the menu I said, gee, you know, we should just cook fish and chips here. <laughs> get some more fryers in, cook some fish. And it actually took a long time <laughs> to get people to realize that the fish was good because they weren't accustomed to thinking that Cheers would be a good place to go for fish. Hmm. So it's a lot of uh, slow growth and marketing. Did it have a strong
1: brand identity in the community before you took it over?
2: Um, I believe that it had some brand identity, definitely with Atlas Steel. It was an Atlas Steel bar because Atlas Steel was right across the street. They did a lot of uh, lunches and dinners for them. A lot of the Atlas Steel workers would come in after work. Hmm. Um, We branched out from there. Uh, to GenCorp, Union Carbide, John Deere. Uh, of course, they're one by one. They're all gone. Yes, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and then Canadian Tire acceptance started picking up. Um, Staples crew was coming in, um, but now we don't have the difference between then and now is we don't have the groups of say twenty or thirty that all show up off shift at the same time. Um, so now you're going to get four or five guys that work together showing up couples showing up, you know, that it's, so it's, it's different, but people, because I think longevity, they, they're familiar with it, it's, you know, you know what to expect with atmosphere, service, food, it's just a comfortable yes. fit.
0: And I have to so, get it out of the way, owning any type of bar named Cheers, like, has to have, there's a little bit of weight that comes with a bar named that.
2: Yeah, well, it, it was called Cheers when we bought it, and we had said, um can't think of a better name yeah. you know it I, is a really good we, name. why change the name that, that seemed to be a good name um we've tried to change people's perception of cheers bar as to cheers pub and the funny thing is true story is my dad and i would we'd sit together every day at day four o'clock have a coffee talk about what works what doesn't work we did this you know for years we're working i'm working nights he's working days we're the two cooks of the place What works, what doesn't work, what are we? What is people's perception of us? And couldn't answer the question. What are we? And then we went on a Reader's Choice Award in 2002. says, Best English Pub. And we said, oh.
1: (laughs) Somebody found out for you.
2: We're a pub. (laughs) (laughs) So then let's just keep going with being a pub.
0: It took a little bit of time, but you got your answer in an unexpected way, I assume.
2: Yeah, well, see... um, What we decided in the beginning was that the food should be the draw because if you're selling beer, then you can buy that beer anywhere. Um, So you're competing strictly on price and strictly on what kind of surroundings you're going to have with that beer. Um, But if food is your draw, then you're still going to sell that beer. But hopefully, you know, you bring them in for the food and then you get the, the beer as well.
1: The multiple beers
2: sure <laughs> depends on the night <laughs> later at night the more of the beers
1: yeah the pep atmosphere does make a lot of sense i mean every time i go in there it's always for the fish and chips i don't think i've actually had anything else from the menu just because the fish and chips are so good and i'm a bit of a, a fish kind of guy but yeah no i just for some reason every time i go in there I also just order a beer and i'm not usually the kind of person that will in the middle of the day get a beer in a restaurant right but for some reason it cheers that's what You've I do. Got that homey, uh, usually, <laughs> you like a beer feel. Usually a Guinness for some reason. Which oh, yeah?
2: I like Guinness, but I have not no more than a dozen times a year. So. We've been selling a lot of Guinness lately, and I'm not sure why, because it's more of a winter beer. Yeah. it's a heavier... It's a stout, yeah. Yeah.
1: They don't, that, that's one thing that always bothered me, because I did try to buy a lot of stouts last eh, two summers ago, and all the LCBOs would say, oh, well, we don't get that in until the fall time. Mm. Like, darn it. Yep. <laughs> it's my kind of beer.
0: I guess, having been in business for as long as you have, you can definitely keep track of trends, so the fact that you're selling a lot of Guinness right now.
2: yeah well, it, that's, that's the effect of being hands- on, right because yeah. I'm there. Um, I'm there I'm present in the building five days a week now, which is quite nice. I'm only cooking four days a week um, but that's down from uh, you know the early days you're working 60 to 80 hours a week oh, yeah. uh, we'd rotate Sundays um, you know you work like a dog and uh, you know if someone says to me oh, you know I want to own my own restaurant because that's the glory job right I mean, other than you know hosting podcasts <laughs> it's right up there though
0: you know if, if this could be a job it'd be great but it's not it's it's, <laughs> it's we, we haven't found a way to monetize it exactly yet but yeah, we could sell out do that we
2: could so there's no commercials brought to you nope. by, BMW. No, not yet. But we
0: should say that we do <laughs> post videos on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. There you go. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, Self promotions our promotion game. Yes, and we're all in that game.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: originally this was never. This was supposed to be kind of a a divvied thing outside of the the photo and video business that was run, but it it exists kind of side by side, and we can promote what we're doing like we're doing a, sorry you were going to say something no like we're doing a charity volleyball tournament this weekend and we had the
1: the, serves for nerves
0: yes we had the kind of showrunners for the charity volleyball tournament on this Mm -hmm. this uh podcast so we were able to do the photo and video for the for the charity podcast for the the charity. charity Each volleyball tournament And then we were able to also promote them here So it works
1: We've talked a lot hand in hand. to people about How essentially reciprocity is a really good recipe As, as far as the business world goes Where you're working with people And you might not necessarily be you know, Seeing money exchange hands But there's so many things you can do As far as charitable work Or just work with other right. business owners yep. Do you find you still work with many other businesses To perhaps get a name out there Or participate in something?
2: Um... Yes and no. I mean, if you're referring to off-site um, charitable work, uh, we did um, trying, you know, it's obviously the earlier years is when you're really pushing to get your name out Yes. There. So we'd done um, Club Richelieu Fish Fry for law enforcement torch run. We did that for a number of years, took a lot of product that we got donated to us and did cooked for Special Olympians for the day. Um, now the charitable works is a lot. Less, it's more in terms of, um, say, donating gift cards for fundraisers, and so it's not the Which same is, as me still going out, and actually. By all means, yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, they type. knock on our door, and you know, we'll donate to every charity, but of course, some charities, small percentage, want uh, money, they want you to buy an ad, they yep. want a sponsor, they want this, they want that, and. The response is just, well, we just we just give gift cards. If you want to do a raffle, you raffle it off. You do, you know, however you want to raise money from that gift card is, is fine with us. That makes sense. We, we kind of do the same thing
1: with... Uh, to promote ourselves for wedding work, we'll give away special packages to Stag and oh, yeah. as prizes or whatever. If people want to get sponsored by us. And but I
0: can't tell. This is this is a weird truth. We have donated dozens of engagement shoots to Stag and does. Mm-hmm. And I've talk to the the brides and grooms for the second dose afterwards and they're like yeah It in some cases it's one of the highest bidded on items I would people so, yeah. like photos sure nobody has ever come back no so i'm giving out all these cards brides have made money and then we don't have to do any work i don't it's definitely not helping brand recognition because we're not getting <laughs> the work no but we are creating some Something, well, some revenue for people somewhere, so mm. there's there's benefits there. But.
2: but your your question to go back to in terms of um, reciprocating with uh, with people, I think what I'm doing now in the sense is I've got a lot of tradespeople that come to the restaurant. Mm. Um, they're finished work at three, four in the afternoon, and they're they're in having a, a pint or a pound of wings or something like that. And those are the people that if I need something done either at the restaurant or on a personal level. I'll go to them first. So, you need so a- you're my you're a drywaller that comes into the restaurant okay. every day. I need some drywall. I've got a house that's got all paneling. I want to drywall it. I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to hire you and then give you money, which yes. you then come back the next day and spend, or we're going to work something out.
1: In a way that the government doesn't see the tax revenue, <laughs> um, which is it's a funny thing. It is totally legal and totally fair to do. There's a lot of comedians that sort of push the idea that we should trade services as opposed to trading money for things. But it's not a bad idea. But straight away from that that's that's an interesting concept. I was just joking to Jesse before this show that I'm lo- I would love to frame somebody a shed or or take photos or something yeah. for a lawnmower right now. Because <laughs> I really need <laughs> a lawnmower. <laughs> but it's this it's this thing where yeah, you could definitely have outreach. They already yeah. Oh I'm not gonna yeah. product. I'm
2: not gonna look outside of the, the contractors that are already customers. You yeah. know, I will I will hit everyone up if I can saying I need a roof, are you yeah. interested? It's I true. need uh a flooring, are you interested? I need uh a deck, are you interested? And you can appraise their character right there in oh, yeah. in
1: the pub. Yeah. It's not it's it's an interesting opportunity. I've never thought of that for restaurants. We've sort okay. of been looking into the acquisition of businesses ourselves over the past year, I don't know. Sort of at a slow rate, but looked at a lot of restaurants and bars and thought, you know, what if? But didn't see that angle. You no. Get to meet a lot of people. What, if you owned a restaurant? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a very social thing. He's yeah. worked a little bit more in the customer service industry than I have. For me, it's always been trades jobs or. Well, I'm labor reaching the jobs. end of my career. <laughs> so, you know, let me know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: great Oh, no, I'm it. serious got to come up Jesse okay. let's, let's come up with the money <laughs> okay um. I said yeah not today well, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you, a, you know, a, a window here
0: well, that's interesting I never thought about that no I
2: didn't, I didn't um, in all seriousness I did not raise my children into the business because I did not want it to be a generational business it was my dad and I since 1984 mm-hmm. I was 17 years old it's got to
0: be a great experience to work with your father.
2: Then. Yeah, yeah, we worked together for 30 years, right? So, yeah, it, it has it has its good and bad. I mean, we complemented each other. I would be quite fine to go into the kitchen, compliment with an E, you know, I think. We, I'd be quite fine to go into the kitchen and um, take on that role and look after that aspect of it, whether it was making the donuts back when they used to do that, um, slicing the fish, doing the cooking. He would be the guy taking the product and chopping it into pieces and going around to the tables. Try the fish. You've got to try the fish. It's really good fish. You know, Don't eat the wings. Try the fish. Try the fish. Uh, He would go around with the homemade bread. He would be Mr. Sociable. I'm not that guy. I can't be that guy. It's too much work. I would much rather be by myself in a kitchen preparing the product and cooking the product and plating the product and sending it out. And then letting either the waitresses or or him, you know, wander around and greet people and chat with people. And
0: that's good. That, you know, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a where they'll, we, we, that. we
2: mesh that way, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I have kind of limited food management. Like, I used to manage A&W when I was in college for a little bit, and that dealing... Once you get away from the, the making the burgers and stuff like that, you you're on oh, yeah. the front line to deal yep. with people. You learn real quick and I did really enjoy it. Um, so well, my, everyone's gotta know their strengths, right? Yeah. I'm a, I am a sociable person in, in yep. certain scenarios. I can't I can't talk to a woman in a bar to save my life, but in almost every other scenario I can hold Well it's a easy when you
2: own it. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, that would be true. <laughs> I own the place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then what you hear is, Oh, are you hiring? Uh, yeah. <laughs> First thing I learned at 17, when you're uh, hiring girls based on looks, it doesn't work out. No. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair. My dad let my brother and I do the hiring for the donut shop before we opened. I was 16 turning 17, so my brother would have been 15. We did the interviews, we did the hiring. Bet you we, it looked we, very good. We had area. a ball. <laughs> it's oh, like man. playing Santa Claus, <laughs> which I've done. Yeah, but uh, yeah, none <laughs> of, it didn't
1: work out. No oddly enough in the trades you can get away a little bit by hiring people based on how they look kind of it's it's not beautiful women it's just really jacked guys (laughs) works out better than people that are really scrawny anyways when you're trying to build a house oh yeah
0: (laughs) no that's that's interesting I suppose I mean some some restaurants definitely do have to hire based on a specific look obviously talking about specific chicken wing chains and whatnot yeah Um,
2: yeah, but uh we've uh, we've run the range. We've had everyone from um you know, an 18-year-old waitress who is just legal to serve alcohol to uh you know, a mid-50s waitress who's been with Cheers since we bought the place. So, you know, she's made the joke that we're retiring together. I can't I can't <laughs> sell the place with her. She doesn't want another new owner. <laughs>
0: it's true, that'd be yeah. being a change. <laughs> so there's
2: always a a shake up when there's a change in yeah. ownership and management. Yeah. I've usually been the incoming shake up, not the outgoing shake up. So
0: <laughs> did you find that it was a hard transition outside of the the trying menu. to teach people that they should come to you for fish? Was it a smooth transition in general were there issues? You were coming from Brampton, well, Yeah, to so Brampton,
2: uh, yeah. We'll see we are historically from the area. I was born and well in the hospital. I lived in Fawn Hill till I was nine, and then my dad uh, got transferred to Toronto. So we bought a house in Brampton, and uh, he was in the credit union business at the time. Okay. And um, so we always had family down here. Grandparents in Waynefleet, uh, Port Colborne, uh, Lakeshore Road area. You know, it's always family down here. But. Um, yeah, the hard part was definitely the uh, population base. So you've gone from, you know, I mean Brampton doesn't take long if you open the doors and you got a decent product. Yeah, it doesn't take long um, to coming down to a population of fifty thousand. It took longer, yeah, to, to, especially when you bought an. I don't know if it was because it was an existing business and we were trying to take it in this direction, and there was some resistance. I mean. It was a bit more of a strictly a bar crowd at the time, less dining, and we were trying to, you can't get rid of all the bar crowd at once, like no. that kind of bar crowd, like an encore, sorry, I, remember, I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there still is a bit of a wild bar crowd, especially, I went there on um, St. Patrick's Day and you know, it was a wild night. That's probably because I wasn't there. <laughs> It, I mean, it's well too. I mean, it's it's where it is oh, yeah. that has yep. some impact on the, the customers that you get. I have a, a property on Dorothy Street right yep. behind Cheers, yep. so yeah, I saw all the time people that would come and go, and of course, I'd be one of them some nights,
2: but yep. <laughs> a lot of different people. I've got some good compliments over the years, um, inadvertently. One was that someone was surprised that the place was as nice as it is, <laughs> considering the location. Yep. And the other compliment was from a lady that said, this is the only place in town that I feel comfortable walking in by myself. That's a, That's a compliment. huge compliment. Another one was I went to my car at closing time, 3 a.m., and there was a cop car sitting beside my car. And I went out, and he, uh, he said, uh, is that your place? I said, yeah. He goes, doing a good job. Thanks for not great using us as your bouncers.
1: Yeah, they spend a lot of time at the apartments right beside... So, yeah.
2: yeah, they'd be nearby anyways. <laughs> yeah, so those are those are nice things to hear.
0: Of course, especially yeah. the feelings to the only business that she can feel safe walking into. That's it's
2: well, it's what you want to create. That's yeah. what, that's what you want, right? I mean, uh, my kids were small when we bought. Well, actually, that they weren't even born when we bought the place. But the concept is. You want a place that your wife and children, small children, could come in for supper. Not late night, but for supper and sure. and be comfortable. My parents would want to come in, my aunts and uncles. I mean, you want a place to be proud of, right? you know, It's not just a money-cranking machine. It's something that you want when people hear the name, you know, that they they have good thoughts of it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, cheers. Oh, yeah, it's a good place. first two things people say to me is... uh. Um, Oh, I heard it's got good fish. And who does the outside sign?
1: Yep. <laughs> and that's kind and of that's, how we... So
2: they're not even customers, right? They're, they're just, you know, they read the sign and they they heard it. It's good fish.
1: That's about how it began for us. Becoming Your well aware of it. sign yeah, was... I, I drove to... I was driving to work one morning. I pulled out of my, my driveway. Turned right. Saw that mm-hmm. sign and almost lost it. I'm like, that's awesome. Do
2: you recall the sign?
1: Yeah. Which one was it? The Welland meme sign. Oh, the really? That was... says we have great fish oh, okay. and chips.
2: Yeah. It was so good. Really? That was the first sign? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I've, I mean, I used to live in Welland. I have traveled. I used to do a lot of baby photography all over the region. So I was all over. So I always noticed the signs. But that was the first one, especially since it traveled quickly online. Because at that point, we had.
2: And you know, I, I set them up for that sign, too because I had messaged him through private messenger, said, uh, hey, have you ever been to Cheers? And he said, yeah, good fish, decent <laughs> wings. <laughs> so, so that's all I needed. I said, yeah, well, and meme says, good fish, decent wings. And someone else said, well, why would, that doesn't sound very flattering. I said, that's what he said. That's and, what he and, said. And everyone's talking about well and Meme, yeah, so... That's, that's true. It was, it's like it's the Beyond Burger all over again. Whatever's the flavor. I mean, when you're... When you got your finger on the pulse of what's going on, then you try to yeah. ride the wave. And if you know, a year from now, Beyond Burgers been beaten out by Impossible, which is coming out. Yeah. Or
0: there's a few smaller ones coming yeah. out too. I think is uh, it Harvey's or Wendy's was bringing out one that I hadn't heard of. Well,
2: Harvey's is Beyond. Uh, I think isn't it Burger King that's doing Impossible? And I think yeah, but there was a smaller. I can't remember who
0: it was though. I can't remember. But somebody is coming out with another plant-based that I'd never heard the company. Because it's for me, it's beyond impossible that yeah. the two big ones that I know. But, I mean, there obviously has to be smaller ones out there.
1: It's interesting that they create such a buzz because they've been available in gro- like other mm. brands. Plant-based burgers have been available in grocery stores forever. They suck. They're absolutely <laughs> terrible. So I guess everybody's really excited that there might be a couple out there that are half decent. I, I do like the Beyond Burger. I like it. I tried it. It's yeah, good.
2: I tried it. It was good.
0: You can still tell it's not beef. Although, I will say, the Beyond Sausage, which a had, I don't know if I got an old one, but when I was eating the burger, I'm like, yeah, if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't know that it wasn't beef. But the sausage I got was spongy and dry. Like It's seasoned. It tastes like sausage, but it's not a good...
2: Well, if you've seen, I don't know if you saw the outside sign. Now it says, "If you're vegan curious, then I saw that one." (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and you know, I was trying to make a play on being curious. Yeah, and um, I think it's funny, especially. And really, I've got a vegan that works at Cheers, and she won't eat the Beyond Burger strictly because it tastes too much like beef. It really depends. That's why I said it's it's kind of for the curious. You know, that if you're you want to eat... I don't even want to say healthy because beef is because healthy. Because
0: it's, it's... You know, it's... It's an interesting thing what they're doing because when AW came out with the Beyond, everybody had said it's a good replacement, but once again, the caloric difference isn't hmm. there. You're saving a little bit, but it's very high in sodium. So, yeah. less in fat, less in calorie, but just very high in sodium. So, it's nice that we're coming up with better ideas of how to still enjoy the foods we want to enjoy, even though it's still not healthier. No. But it's if you're trying more to, sustainable. So long
1: as you're trying yeah. to make something that tastes like meat, you have to make many of the same sacrifices that meat has inherently. I guess the other game you could make for it is, oh, it's more environmentally friendly because you're not raising cows and taking up space and, and that kind of thing, but...
2: Yeah, there's still lots of shortfalls. I, I wonder, though, about the ar- environmental impact, though, because if you're stripping forests for farmland, that's just as bad, too, isn't it? They The main argument that a lot of people will make for the plant side
1: of it is that the amount of people you could feed, given every square mm. foot of land or whatever, is higher if it's producing vegetables and fruit than if, oh, okay. you, if it was, you know... Mm. Beef. The amount of water that uh, an animal is going to consume is very high. There's, there's lots of different... Uh, Weighing factors and people argue about them all day long, but yeah. I don't think those are necessarily the arguments that are going to sway people's eating habits just yet. People still eat what they want to eat
2: for the right. most part. Well, I try to be environmentally conscious in, in certain ways. Like, say, with the halibut that I carry, I try to buy the 60-pound fish as opposed to, as opposed to the 10-pound fish. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, they sell that, but I, on conscious level, I, I can't buy that because to me, you're, if, you, if you take the small fish, you have no big fish. You know what I mean? Like you're, because there's more frequently,
1: more people are buying the smaller fish.
0: No, the idea is if you're buying small fish, they never grow to be big, right? right? Is that right? Like oh. Right. It's like
2: taking a full-grown, full-size fish as and opposed also, to baby fish. That makes
0: sense. And on a like the same side of things, if you're buying 10 pound fish but you need 60 pounds you're buying six fish yes if you have the life the, side that's of the things, ethical you're killing, argument you're killing six fish yeah. versus
2: one yep that's the ethical well, well the halibut's quite sustainable they've got a, a limited catch and and uh it's pretty well regulated where does the perch come from i get that from uh it, well it's from lake erie but uh, <laughs> i get it from um minor brothers or not Minor brothers uh, miners fisheries in port corbin They've, uh, they've got the, the lock on that. They've got the trawlers that go out there, and uh, they, that's their product. They're catching it.
1: And, yeah.
2: Yeah. I've never caught perch anywhere else other than Lake Simcoe for
1: the most part, cause that's oh. where I did most of my fishing. No, all the
2: restaurants yeah. all along Lake Erie, it's all, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all, I... it's all miners' fisheries. Uh, Port Dalhousie, or not Port Dalhousie. Um, oh, well, you got Port Coburn, of course, and all the way along the lakeshore to, um, where's that motorcycle rally? October. Port Dover, yeah. Well, that's more
0: where I'm, like, I grew up, Tilsonburg area, mm-hmm. so I spent a lot of summers, Port Dover, Port Rowan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Long Point is yeah. where my parents' cottage were, was, so yeah, every other year I tend to get a fishing license and fish once or twice for perch or bass or whatever with my father, but that's where I catch my perch if I mm-hmm. do, Lake Erie, but
1: yeah. Is there now that I think of Lake Erie, I'm thinking of like shir- and Shores and all sorts of other places along the and all the trailer parks and such. Um, is there a big seasonal difference in the business? Are there more people at one time of year than the other?
2: Fortunately, no, no. Uh, uh, that's speci- tourist town. That yeah, that's specifically why we um, we chose Welland as opposed to Port Coburn. It's less seasonal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're we'll have a bit of highs and a bit of lows but the dips and valleys are much friendlier than say may to october you're making this and then the rest of the year you're making this and you're hoping for good weather you know
0: which would be horrible in a place like the falls even like we were looking at a this new place in the falls that opened in october and it was in the tourist area i'm like that's a really soft opening wow. if you decide you're
1: going to open they when were, all the tourists disappear. They were selling the restaurant six months later, so... Yeah. Yes.
0: But there was no book and no proof of anything because... Because <laughs> there probably wasn't much <laughs> to show. <laughs> you didn't have anything. No. Um, it's so no, that's, that's good that it's it's not as, like, ebb and flow. Yep. You can keep a, a similar constant. Plus
1: the... Plus Welland's in a... still the region of more hospitable weather, I find, than compared to, like, Fort Erie or yeah. Coburn. Corb- Corb- I can't say
2: that Coburn. today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Port. It, so anyways, Coburn. less snow, less people getting snowed in and not wanting to travel. I imagine. Well, you've
2: also got an older demographic in Port Coburn, so they're not as likely to go out as often. That's fair. Uh,
1: I know the DQ there gets a, a lot of business. Older
0: yeah. people like fish and chips. Probably so. Would. Oh, yeah. You
2: could still get Oh, yeah. Get a- oh, yeah. They're just not going to drive to Welland in the bad weather. No. That's true. I should tell a, you, there's nothing that kills a, a day faster than a bad weather forecast. Yeah, doesn't matter if it actually happens or not. It's just the planning that's, ahead. That's yeah. like
1: my job. When yeah. I, this morning, my boss called me, "Hey, it's raining. We're not going to sheet the roof today. Stay home." Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: They should put a retirement home right in the big empty industrial lot next door, and then you'd have lots of more new customers. <laughs> what are they doing with that lot these days because every time my parents come by they're like hey there's a gigantic industrial lot beside your house i'm like yes i was aware you're
2: talking about the atlas steel yes um they're putting in a firefighter training center is that what that's, it is
0: that's cool yeah
2: hmm. i mean i've privately hoped for apartment buildings or yeah. you know <laughs> that would townhouses. Also
0: be, that would also be cool yeah uh, um Firefighter training, though.
2: But as long as they're using up brownfields, I mean, that's a that's bonus, right?
1: Instead of looking for new area to yep. cultivate. I mean, it's so close to the downtown lo- and lots of other things, I'd hope that that space gets used first, for sure. Well, Welland's a really huge... What was it? A, I don't know. I don't know where the city lines are exactly, but it seems to have a lot of space that it could develop into eventually.
0: Mm-hmm. But it, it, it... They are developing on new land, because I was driving... My girlfriend lives on Southworth, so I drive kind of the back way some. I think I'm going to make a sacrifice to audio. Pardon? I'm going to make a sacrifice to the audio. Oh, because it's getting hot in here? It is. I just put in the AC today. I try to hold out as long as I can, but. I yeah, need it I haven't
2: turned mine on at home yet. My wife wasn't happy today, and I said, wow. Well, it's almost the end of the day. <laughs> I know. That is pretty loud
0: you could turn it on low
2: oh that's a
1: better idea (laughs)
0: um but they are developing houses on land that i assume wasn't developed before and there's what do they call it they're calling it like waterfront condos that are coming up too like tall condos so i don't don't know it's good i suppose because it it helps the property value on everything and it'll drive more people to Welland, but
2: well, I guess if I'm to answer that other question that uh, we started on, in we tend to ramble. A little yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. No, I'm, and I keep a couple nuggets in my head. <laughs> one was about the cheers name, and the other one was about the outside sign. Which one do you want first?
0: <laughs> uh, well, you pick. It's cheers cool. name, oh. outside sign. Oh, I want to
1: hear the outside sign. All
2: right, well, how did that start? It started with working by yourself in the kitchen, it's slow. You're bored. You're, you can only <laughs> do so much prep. Yeah. Something pops in my head and I laugh because that's how right you entertain it, yourself. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? If I put that on the outside sign, maybe somebody else will laugh. And somebody did. So it's kind of just went Get, from there. Keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Oh, I like that
1: concept. Sometimes, well, there was a time like, last year, and now I get to tell it to you, which is amazing, because I think it was one of the first times we mentioned Cheers. I, seeing the name of the restaurant all the time, me and him were going to do, like, a comedy stand-up thing, Mm -hmm. and I thought a good bit would be if I could create (laughs) sort of a fake commercial or a fake, um... (laughs) He's laughing because he knows where this is going. When I saw the name Cheers, I thought I could make a really funny skit. It'd be, like, an advertisement where you could um, be advertising cheers, and you could advertise that they offer their beer pre-Cheersed. So in other words, if you're lonely, you don't got to worry about coming there with your buddies and okay. mm-hmm. clinking glasses. It's pre-Cheersed. It's pre-Cheersed. I like it. Drink up. <laughs> I like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if I could figure out how to
1: do that on a sign, I would. <laughs> hey, I, I was thinking about writing it into a joke, and I never did, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's open material. Let's
0: you a a semi-cheeky <laughs> commercial for cheers <laughs> where, like cheers and well and all the beers come pre cheers well, since
2: you're you're fairly new to the signs um, way back before social media I've had a number of them that made the newspapers uh, really the, the very first one that made the newspaper was during a teacher's strike and I don't remember when that was but that must have been 20 something years ago maybe it was during Mike Harris So the, what was that a 80 no 97 something like that okay and I said, drop into cheers if you have no class. <laughs> My customers were offended. Oh, really? <laughs> they didn't get the joke. No. That's um, funny. So that, that, that made the paper. The one that that I recall that made the Globe and Mail, so it went nationwide,
1: <laughs> That's, That's impressive. was
2: um, there was a very brief moment in time, I don't even remember how long ago this was, a Canadian dollar was worth... Like one dollar and one cent U.S., so it was worth slightly a little, more. A little bit more for a very very short period of time. So I put on the sign that we accept American money at par. <laughs> but you know, after all those restaurants down there, you know, accepting our fake money at par. That's funny.
0: So, anyway, that's good. Have you? I wonder if you have if you ever outside of the teacher strike thing, caught any negative flack for the signs? Because we live in, especially now, we live in a little bit more of a PC type... Yeah,
2: room. I know, and that, that makes it hard. <laughs> I've got to be rough being a comedian in a PC environment. Um, no, I don't think I've taken any slack for the sign. I got some slack for a cocktail menu because one of them was called Broken Down Well and Scooter. <laughs> oh, what was the drink? What did it have in it? You know, I don't remember. It was my waitress no. that designed the uh, cocktail menu. Put down scooter. <laughs> that's a good and I thought name. it was funny. Yeah. And this woman took offense. She messaged me privately and took offense. And I said, it's not about disabled people. I said, there's <laughs> people that are driving the scooters that aren't disabled. <laughs> you know. She goes, well, it should be more clear. And I said, maybe you should just take less offense. Yeah, that's true. There is a beauty, I must say. From the 25 years ago, of struggle to today where I get to say I don't care. (laughs) You don't have to be PC with all your customers all the time and it's really nice when you reach this point to this point. Not that it's enjoyable to tell people off, but most recently I had someone critique my photo of the Beyond Burger on my Facebook page. Okay. Uh, that I should class it up a bit, do some better photos of my product. And I said, well, thankfully I'm in the restaurant business, not the photography business. <laughs> but Thank if you ever you do need your better thing. photos. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and I had—I I literally had uh, two or three people comment on the photograph um, that it didn't look very presentable and I said, I'm gonna yeah, is I, it still up there? Oh yeah.
0: to take a little look. See, mm-hmm. do a and, little. Criticism. And I said,
2: you know, I said I didn't make it for the photograph. I made it to eat. Yeah. And I decided at the last minute I would take a photograph. What's the context of this? You were just taking a picture of your own meal. Yeah, well, I, co- I, I cooked a Beyond yeah. Burger when they were they were brought in. So yeah. I cooked one. I wanted to try it. I that's my job. I try all the product, Of that's course, that's good.
0: That's a good thing to do.
1: I, I don't know lots of people take very terrible pictures of their food before they eat it and post it all well, over I, social I media. Well, I
2: responded also that I I felt that my photo was a little more true to real life as opposed to the glossy pictures of food that hey, don't And I loved it. Don't uh Let me See? Yeah. That it's I right? will give it
1: it's lackluster. It's it's just a picture of food. There's nothing fancy to it.
0: But it's, I'm not offended by it? No.
1: <laughs> no, it, but yeah, it's not like the, you know, McDonald's you gotta read, you gotta menu read the picture. Comments, <laughs> it's not like the McDonald's uh, menu picture where it's not even edible at, at the point of them taking Joe the Joe Gonzalez.
0: The Beyond Burger is a great burger. I am personally a big fan. I think this will complement your already great burger very well. Cheers responded. I've had veggie burgers before, and it was surprisingly beefy. Uh, oh. So-and-so says the burger itself is great.
1: But this presentation is not attractive. I can understand where they're coming from. People, but, people but, always but, focus on the but, negative but side of things.
2: Comment. I don't know.
1: Your response was very good. That's what isn't that what social media is about? Just people airing their grievances about nothing. They have nothing better to do.
0: Thanks. But it wasn't made for presentation, but for me to eat. And I decided to snap a pic. <laughs> I agree with you though that it's a great burger. Cheers. That's the perfect response. Very
2: political. Yeah. As, wi- as my youngest son says, I have the ability to tell somebody off without them really realizing that they're being told off. Thanks, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a more common thing, I think, that
1: uh, any kind of business owner would have to do than just a general, you know, employee or, or member of the public. It's,
0: it's like you four people saying that it's
1: unattractive. That's a lot. I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> what? You Weird no. way to advertise, but great news. What? <laughs>
2: I mean, read the comments underneath that one. That's the
0: <laughs> truth in advertising. A meat eater's review of a vegan burger. Glad to hear you think it's great news. Uh, somebody responds: Need better picks. Just saying. Cheers. This isn't cheers.
1: a kajiji ad where you're trying to discern the quality of the thing you're going to buy. This is a picture of food that you can go buy.
0: Okay, okay. It was a spontaneous pick. <laughs> Still better than a glossy pick that doesn't that the real item doesn't even resemble. It's true. There. There is a place to be had for, like, reality in food advertising. I know I really used to love taking my time making, say, a teen burger at A&W when I had the chance. Because right. food photography is such a fun thing to do if you're actually setting it up to make it look beautiful. I just
2: made but, myself yeah. a burger.
0: I mean, and that, I'd eat it. And I'm not offended.
2: You know, some of what I understand and you guys are younger so you're more socially aware but my understanding is i'm running the business (laughs) and i'm trying to relate to people as if it's on a personal level right so i'm not just saying much like the outside sign i would cringe before i would put up an outside sign that says uh try our pasta it's awesome
1: and then leave it up for a year
2: (laughs) there's no personality to a sign like that at all no That's why when there was a mad cow disease, I said that we only use happy cows in our homemade hamburgers. (laughs) Or you'd be mad too if you were about to become a hamburger. I don't think I could do that kind of stuff anymore.
0: Nowadays, no. Oh, it'd be be so good though.
2: I think people, you got to ride the controversy a little bit. I'd love it. I
1: know that.
0: There's a company in St. Catharines that we have dealt with and they posted a picture today and I haven't had time to sit down and read through the situation they posted a picture, they might have made a comment, but it was a meme about the Avengers movie. Mm. And people took such offense to this, they started bashing the the company. They started writing negative reviews, and you can tell it's all just based on this, just based on the timeline of the post. And that scares me. Like if you made a Wellen or not a Wellen a mad cow disease joke, it I
2: don't know. I know. It it's a different environment
0: now. But I think People are really sensitive. I had a lady phone me up.
2: It. I had a lady mm-hmm. phone me up last week that wanted to know what on the menu was gluten free. She goes, "I've got the menu in front of me. What's gluten free?" I'm going, "I don't know." <laughs> Salad. That's, that's my response. That's, but Salad. That's fair. And she says, "Well, um, maybe she could have the fries, but are they cooked Oy. primarily in a fryer?" with nothing else. I said, no. No, they're cooked with other things. Oh, well, I can't have that then. I'm like, okay.
0: What, what do you, you want me to say?
2: What are you going to do? I, There's I don't care. What exactly. Because I'm over here. I don't care. You know what? We sell fries with cheese and gravy yeah. and hamburgers and chicken wings and fish and people like the food. And I'll give a nod to the vegetarian or the vegan and I'll say, you know what? I got your Beyond Burger. I got your well. Um, oh, what else do I have? <laughs> fries, salad. I'm sure there's plenty of things that are created. battered mushrooms. Apparently, I, I've actually yeah. got a new menu, and we've got the letter V on some stuff now. It's so okay, I so
0: that that definitely
1: helps. There's like a half dozen things. A creative food. vegetarian can find stuff to eat anywhere. Um. But
2: you would not go into a vegetarian restaurant and demand to be served meat. Say, what do you have for me? Yeah. No, right? It's true. So the flip is, it's and it's, it's a it's a diet. It's it's a conscious decision. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's not like celiac disease, which you know, I feel sorry for the people that have that, and they, you know, I tried to go gluten free for a month just to try it. How that it was impossible.
1: <laughs> I've had gluten free bread once, and it was just hard as a rock. I know yeah, I made that I broke
2: stuff. My it was made of almond flour and coconut flour, and it was <laughs> horrible. My kid made his girlfriend a sandwich out of it, and he handed it to her at lunch they in didn't high school. They don't date anymore. <laughs>
0: Um, I forget who said it, but restaurants are interesting, too, because people expect to be catered to. But look at McDonald's. They catch a lot of flack for being unhealthy, but they never started as a healthy option. No. So they're getting flack now right. probably a little bit more because of the way they advertise to children. But they took it. They, they try to be mm-hmm. healthier now, but years ago they could have, if they wanted to, have just said, We weren't like we we were a burger place yeah you want us to add a salad maybe a nice little side salad but we were always burgers and fries
1: and i mean the audience has changed a little bit they have strayed away from advertising the kids and moved more into like the younger still have their happy meals, teens though. and young adults they do but teens and young adults are like the cafe kind of well, yes. atmosphere at this point yeah but, but it f-
0: shouldn't be a restaurant's job to cater to Everybody, it's your choice if you want to bring in a gluten-free item, but it it can be a hassle. Tech, uh, I mean.
2: But see, here's coming yeah. back to that phone call. My response was, I don't know. You have the menu. Yeah. It's not my job to be a dietitian, but apparently, I need to be a dietitian and a professional photographer. And on top of payroll, marketing, scheduling, hiring, human resources, um, advertising, real estate, um, you know, on and on and on. Uh, and cook in the meantime. Um, you know, many hats, right? Yeah. But
0: no, the dietitian side of things. If you're open and honest and the menu says, hey, this hamburger comes with a lettuce, tomato, mayo on a Hundred percent pure beef patty. Yeah. I guess perhaps it's a, a fair question to ask if you have a gluten free bun option. But other than free? that,
2: well, you don't call Joe Blow's restaurant in and demand that in there be a burger town. It's <laughs> true. You know, like it's Welland. It's it, I'm a little independent in a small town. Yeah. I'm not a chain.
1: There was a push a while back to get you know, calories on every menu and, and certain oh, yeah. things like yeah, that. Yeah, there still
2: is, but it's you have to have I think um, a minimum number of stores or a minimum number of employees. Okay, so I don't qualify for that, thankfully.
1: But maybe there'll be a push in, th- in the future that you have to label things that maybe. are contains gluten, contains whatever, and it, it's kind of a never-ending list.
2: But that's at such that a point. S- that's once again catering to the such a small minority such a small minority i mean Absolutely. we're not even i mean a, to me a minority would be 1 to 5% and it's got to be less than 1% that suffer from celiac disease yes i think that the rest is just a it's it's a diet
1: i think the trend has mostly been bucked at this point most people are done the fad of
2: gluten free oh before that was Atkins diet and now it's uh what was it um, kale or whatever it's the the uh, ketogenic diet keto yeah yeah which keto. is primarily just meats and
1: Staying away from carbs, so far as I'm aware.
2: Which
0: I'm intrigued by, but I'm not a diet person. I'm not a healthy person, but I'm also not a diet person.
1: I love my vegetables too much.
0: So, I know it's something I need to work on, but I don't think (laughs) just eating meat is my my way to prime health.
1: Hmm. I gotta go on more hikes. (laughs) That's an interesting thing. Do you have hobbies still in your spare time when you're not at Cheers?
2: I've always made my home my hobby. So renovations and no, no, so a uh, family. I just moved. Okay, two, I just moved two years ago. No, for um, the first eight, well, the last 20 years, I lived uh, on 12 acres out in Shirkson, nice, Wildwood Beach area, nice. Sure. So my wife got herself a couple horses. Oh. I got a lawn tractor and a farm tractor, and we had bonfires and raised two boys in the country. Uh, doing all those country things with ATVs and dirt bikes and stuff like that. They've moved up and moved out so we're officially empty nesters so we've sold and now we've got a house on uh, the Welland River. Much, much smaller property. Right. But now we're doing everything different. Now we've got a a fishing boat and some kayaks nice. and a and, uh, nice boathouse to sit under. And,
0: oh, it sounds great. Yeah. It does. So
2: I've always made that's, I don't have the house and the cottage it's more like wherever i live is the place that i want to go to when i'm not at work it's a good way to look at it no
1: thanks i think uh i'm exploring the gardening side of that the landscaping side of yeah. it currently just because have a house in niagara falls needs a lot of work but
2: but yeah no I, I can totally understand that Well the first house is always the practice house now i got a nice house and i'm afraid to do anything because <laughs> i don't want to mess it up <laughs> but yeah if you saw the drywall work i did it's I thought I could do drywall. I d- did a little bit in my 20s, and you see all the tape marks or something. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, no. I just want—I would just want to panel it after I finish it.
1: Oh, it's okay. I—I <laughs> I just realized the other day that my garage has drywall on it, and they used duct tape for the taping. Oh yeah, it, it looks absolutely horrible. <laughs> I guess you can't really mud over that, eh? No, it—it it didn't work. It didn't stay. Yeah, it's all cracking off now. Huh.
2: <laughs> if you want to so. entertain yourself, sometime you got to uh, read. Um, My reviews to negative, uh, my response to reviews to negative reviews. Like, take TripAdvisor. Okay. um, You know, dig a couple of those up if you (coughs) like. Google. Um, That's where I started out, like everybody else probably, I I respond to the positive ones. Oh, thank you very much. And then try to ignore the bad ones. And then once again, it's my youngest. Who says? Oh, just flippantly. Oh, you should respond to all all of them. Respond to everybody. So I said, okay. Guy says that he's at Cheers and he's eating uh, two triangles and a handful of fries that taste like um, Captain Highliner. That was the Halibut. So I, you know, I can't put up with that. So you call them out, right? Yes. And you say, "Well, obviously you're used to eating fillet of fish, so you don't know." <laughs> you either think I've been fooling so many people for so long, with or fish. you just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, take your pick. So things like that. but- It
0: gets a breath of fresh air when it comes to dealing with customers because nowadays, even newer businesses, a lot of them really do fold to negative reviews it's it's nice As you oh, said, I, know the I don't care type phase but yeah I don't know. if it's a legitimate complaint I can understand
2: yeah there's a when there's a legitimate complaint I'll get a review from a woman that that said uh, she was in with her child and there was a lot of profanity at the bar I take that seriously I apologize uh, you know we put up a sign behind the bar watch your language when uh, there's people dining behind you there is that sign Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah. But then, um, you know, by the same token, if someone's completely wrong, like this woman says, oh, um, I was told it was uh, hand-cut fries, and they're not. They're frozen fries. And then I respond and say, no, you're wrong. (laughs) There's no way to sugarcoat that.
1: You you could almost one-up it. I don't really know what the form is you're responding in, but if you could, like, embed a video of just hand-cutting fries, fries, it'd be so
2: good. Have you not seen the... um, (laughs) Joe Crawford, yeah. uh, Niagara Dines. Oh, okay, I, I'm making fries in that video. I Fair think enough.
0: he's talking about just uh, like
1: a like a really short three-second oh, okay. video just to send somebody. Yeah, when they give you that kind of thing. <laughs> or,
0: no, that's that's true. I think um, we we've had other restaurateurs on here and. They respond differently than you they they take they take a lot of time to try to figure out exactly what is a legitimate complaint versus what mm-hmm. isn't is as is far as to go back into the security footage to see oh yeah
2: what no I've, I've I've done yeah. all that I just don't take as much time i mean it's pretty quick pretty fast that your food is being called frozen when battered It really clearly fish, isn't and yeah. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time in responding to that. I'm yeah. going to clarify because I don't want it sitting there for no, people to read without having a response to it. Fair. So it's not like you're going
1: to correct the issue and somehow win this customer back either. No. It's more for other people to see. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a load of nonsense <laughs> being spread on your, your page. I <laughs>
2: spent a year trying to figure out a response to something I was told twice in two years and the first time I didn't know what to say, and the second time, once again, I said, "Okay, I need a response to this." So if someone ever says it again, I had a customer call me up and said, um, "The food was crap. I wouldn't feed it to my dog." <laughs> That's not so, so. I don't know constructive I'm, criticism at all. So where do you go from there? You, you know, um,
0: we have doggy, we have doggy bags. So you guys
2: are stand up comics uh, what's, your, what's <laughs> your I took a year to come up with an answer to that one
0: hmm. although we do well, still have to try our open mic menu.
1: picking on the dog, doggy bags thing would be kind of funny like you just mentioned no you should definitely have like dog treats or something that'd be funny like well we got dog treats behind the counter you know,
0: I don't know that is a tough one
1: feed that to your dog I wouldn't feed that to my dog
2: to be honest I wouldn't either I'd eat it my response is that the nickname for your wife I never got to use it, but I will, if, <laughs> That's I ever, if I ever hear it again. Well, it's no harsher, seriously. <laughs> That's I true. I mean,
0: it's not on their end Me, of me and Cheers
2: are, are together. You insult my photograph, You're it's me. personal. Yeah. You yeah. insult uh, anything about what I do for a living to feed my family, I take it personal. That's fair. You call my food not fit to feed a dog, I take it personal. There's no way to not take it personal. Yep. I spend a lot of time preparing it. I spend the time to cook it, to package it, to price it appropriately. I'm, I'm gonna take negative criticism. I'll take constructive criticism. Both profanity in the restaurant, or uh, you, know, you should really have this, or you should really have that, or offer this, or offer that. Something that makes you go, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But um, for someone to come along and say, food's crap, frozen, it's garbage, wouldn't feed it to my dog. Um, your photographs suck Uh, you don't know what you're doing Uh, you know you can't help but to to take that that personal
0: that's true constructive criticism is important but that saying the food is crap I wouldn't feed it to my dog that's your response saying is that your nickname for your wife that's a non-constructive response to a non-constructive criticism yeah I may
2: have you know, it may elevate the situation, but um, it would be the end of the conversation, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, the day will come. I'm not retiring until I get to use that.
0: <laughs> Good to know. i write a review tonight.
2: Yeah. Perhaps somebody <laughs> will, yeah, write that review there,
1: now, now that it's out there. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. Food, anything is really subjective. So when somebody says the food is crap, not constructive, because... Uh, I've been to restaurants where I haven't enjoyed the meal, but it's a personal preference. I don't like X or Y, but it doesn't mean it's not right. good.
2: Um, First time I tried Gnocchi, I felt like that. Okay, I said, see? you know what? I said, I tried it. I didn't really like it. It's not for you. I've had, yeah. So I pay the bill. Yeah. I'm not one of those customers that says, oh, I I, I tried your uh, you know pan-fried salmon. I didn't like it. And I'm like, oh, Sorry, but now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's a good. Someone else say, "Oh, uh, you know, I tried this and I didn't like it." I say, well, it's, it's not a sample menu. Like you, you ordered it. You, I don't, you eat it. Don't eat it. Take it home. I don't care.
1: It's a bit of a an interesting thing, and I don't. I guess it doesn't really work so much with food, since it's not really somebody's personal preference, and there's a there's a specific way that you prepare it. But for photos, at least, in the f- few situations i've encountered where i've taken photos for somebody and they didn't seem to like them the only thing that i really ever play is well what could i have ever done differently like what do you want me to do i'll make make it right Right. and they rare they've never had anything really to say back like oh you could have done this different nothing no nothing at all one of the which they somehow feel happy after that and they're, they're perfectly okay again
0: one of the times he's referring to we had a woman who wasn't happy with certain aspects of the photos and we had thought that she was being slightly or more than slightly dramatic about the situation but we didn't really push it there were there were uh, kind of personal issues on her part which I guess psychologically would have made sense as to why she wouldn't have liked some of the photos
1: but it makes more sense with the detail. Yes, they were, they were out on the grass taking you know, wedding not photos in a dress, and the green grass reflected under the dress. dress looked a little green. She was right to call it out, but was upset with us that we did not remove the green color from her dress. Um, so but could you do it after the fact? Oh, yeah. Could. We did, to a certain, to a certain degree. It was a weird one for me because I didn't expect it. It, was, it wasn't like it was as green as the soap on the sink. It was just, you know, a little green tint because the grass was reflecting onto a perfectly white dress. And it was a perfectly accurate depiction of that scene. Right. Didn't seem out of the ordinary to me. But, well, you know, if she wants a perfectly white dress, then that's what she'll get, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, so you got the same problem, right, with uh, the with, with customers a, in a sense.
0: I got a nice uh, ending to that, though, because the, the groom had sent over an email with a form just to say that we had did what we did and that was that and he was like i gotta tell you i thought the photos were great but bitches be bitches or something like that (laughs) like well i think i just won like i don't think he's ever gonna show his wife that response but no no um it, it was it was nice
1: Somewhat validation that you're not being
0: unreasonable. No. I don't know. Some people don't know how to give constructive criticism and it becomes an issue.
2: Some people, if they're coming at you from up here, there's no effort or reason to try and bring them back down. If someone is so far angry and I'll never be back and they're cursing I mean you got to draw the line they're cursing at you Um, you're saying you know what Uh, doesn't sound like there's anything I can do that's going to make you happy so let's just part ways That's fair enough
0: some people are just looking for a fight or recognition or in certain cases I know for a fact like when I was at A&W that there were people that that just wanted it to get a free oh, yeah. something or other.
2: And I had one of the funny complaints was uh, a woman called the waitress over who then brought uh, a couple things on her hand in the kitchen. She goes, woman had these on her plate and wants to know what they are. Little tiny hard pieces of french fry. Huh. And
1: Maybe and she had never seen
2: french fry. But and so I got to, to, to laugh because that's actually edible and it's little pieces of french fry and um, so that's a complaint that was resolved really easily because it's it's not like it's anything that's not edible that's on her plate of course Um, needless to say when the woman finished her food uh, all that was left was the bits little tiny yeah she left (laughs) them all on the plate (laughs) but that was funny
1: that, that's a very strange experience because, it's, yeah, somebody that just hasn't been so accustomed to eating french fries. Yeah, frozen french
2: fries that are uniform in size, shape, mm-hmm. color, and you, you go don't to have the little bits, right? Even you go to McDonald's,
1: you're really not going to encounter bits that have been stuck in the deep fryer or whatever it is, right for the most part, just because it's such a uniform product. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. It shows how some people live their entire lives, I guess, <laughs> staying away from smaller restaurants.
2: Any chance to get another uh, A Yeah. <laughs> do
1: you want another one here? Uh, no, I'll pass. Um, I guess we discussed your hobby a little bit of just well, your hobby. House. I guess. I yeah. want to maybe. Is there something else? Maybe, dear. Are you into
2: cars? Are you into?
1: Well, I do have a classic car. Perfect. That's what I want to hear.
2: Okay. <laughs> what do you What do you have? I have a uh, '69 Cougar. Okay. I drove a motorcycle for years. Um, But then um, I realized with wife and children that I'm waving goodbye to my wife and children and the rest of my bros from our 20s, you know, we're all gone, all moved away. So now it just became transportation going back and forth to work, which isn't quite as much fun. Thank you. And um, so then I decided to get a classic car and get rid of the motorcycle, and, and uh, that's been a lot of fun.
1: doesn't feel like quite the same death trap, even though I'm sure it's not accustomed with, like,
2: any safety
1: features at all.
2: No. Uh, my youngest got in it for the first time, who's also claimed it when I die. Which I think he's <laughs> trying to speed that up a little sometimes. <laughs> um, he uh, taps on the metal dash, and he says, I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to help, and this roller coaster seat belt... Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's five ashtrays in the in the uh, car, I said, "Well, the children back then all smoked in the back seat." So it's
0: a different, but he era discovered of AM car.
2: radio and he thought that was pretty cool. Does it not have an FM? Nope, strictly AM. My really? wife's wanted me to upgrade it to uh, something current. I said, "No, it came with AM. I'm, I'm keeping the AM."
1: You're not listening to much music on AM, but no, I mean, there's comedy and some other things. No, Those guys, kind of, you know, the dual exhaust, so that's what you're listening to. So I guess <laughs> that's fair. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I I don't know if I'd be able to pick a classic car necessarily. I, I am big into cars, but at the same I think it probably could be a classic truck.
2: Well see with me sixties or fifties. Yeah, with well, the classic car came down to um, I wanted a convertible. Uh, my wife says I would like it to be automatic so I can drive it too. So and it's I, and I like the sixties body sense. styling. So yeah, so it's convertible, it's automatic and
1: I probably sold a lot more of the automatic cougar models back then or was there even a, a manual option how many how many speeds is it like a three speed or something yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Huh. yeah.
1: it's kind of neat well, it's M- fun very different automatic transmissions than the older cars
2: but it's funny because you're the second person i think in 25 years to ask me what my hobbies were and 25 years ago i'm married to the business working 80 hours a week <laughs> there's not and much and time. felt bad because i had no answer mm-hmm. to that question and now you know you're bringing it up again going so what are your hobbies like? For the second time, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> I, if I'm not at work, I'm <laughs> mentally at work. My phone is on vibrate right now, but um, normally it's not. And I'm getting messages. Uh, I'm responding to reviews. I'm dealing with things. That's my.: um, to be. It, you're married to it. You're I can
1: empathize know. with that. I mean, I mentioned today I wasn't at work, but like it bothers me deeply when I'm not at work on a day that I should be. It, it doesn't feel right at all. I don't know. Do you find that, Jesse? I mean, you work from home a little bit more in some of the jobs and roles that you've had, so I guess it's a bit more mixed together.
0: Yeah, I always. Whenever I get a day where I'm not doing something, or if I take, like if I take time off or too much time off, I start to feel not so good about the the decision to take the time off. I don't like taking more than one or two days off without doing something constructive or it's never a full day off. No. Um, Just because there's always stuff that can be done but also at the same time some of the stuff I'm doing I'm wondering if it's if like reviews are wonderful to respond to. We don't have a I mean your restaurants you deal with uh,
1: a lot more customers. Yeah a higher
0: volume of customers than we do but it's just creation or trying to find the clients that I find myself doing. So a lot of times it's just checking Facebook at random points in the day because there are always brides looking for photographers right. or videographers,
2: well, which takes time. With me, I've connected my business to everywhere I can find. Like I'll, I'll be like yourself, you know. I Google my restaurant then I find that it's listed on Yelp. So I make sure I claim ownership of it on Yelp, I claim it on Google, claim it on Facebook, claim it on TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, <laughs> whatever uh, other review apps are out there, just so that my phone will go off if anybody comments on on me anywhere. That's smart, because <laughs> I want to be able to jump in. And it makes a lot of sense for you.
1: I, my dad always jokes that people are calling him about advertising his window cleaning company on Google or whatever. He's like, I don't. He's like, no, I don't want any more customers. Hangs up. He's got all his customers he needs for the rest of his life, and yeah. and he's happy with it. But
2: see, I can't say that. No, no. With a
1: restaurant, of course, there you know you yeah, can always they'll, fill they'll more. They'll
2: finish, and then uh, you know, I need somebody else
1: fill fill the seats yeah. for sure. The, does being so busy all the time and, and being attached to the business like you are make it seem very difficult to imagine a typical retirement? Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> I like that. Um. I have no idea what I would do. I mean, uh, I've looked. I don't think there's any job openings for retired restaurateurs. Yeah. I really have no idea. It, it's the, the
1: problem where, you know, somebody works their whole life and then they have this of retirement and then they retire, take up golf for about a year and then decide, nope, going back in because they can't yeah. deal with that life. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to... Uh, we're, we're talking about being snowbirds. We've, we've worked... You know, our whole lives with the goal of, you know, being snowbirds, saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and then take off for two or three months somewhere south, like the Roatan or Cuba or something.
1: Cuba's a difficult one because you need to know somebody and, and get in there oh, cause you, could you do can't what? own land. You
2: could do long-term at all-inclusives, uh, this place we go to in Santiago, yeah, uh, Los Gallianos, uh, you know there's a lot of retirees that are down there for a couple months a year because it's two thousand dollars each and they said you get health care included that's that's pretty <laughs> good. cuba is an amazing
1: exception as far as the vacation scene goes because you get a lot of bang for your buck down there yeah that's for sure I, I would certainly go back and i think i'd certainly go for more like four or five stars next time because again it's relatively affordable compared
2: to elsewhere We've, we've done two-star in Cuba when we had no money. We did, yeah, I think we did two-star two last
1: time. Yeah. It was okay. Where'd you,
2: where'd you go? Uh, it was... Club
1: Amigo yep. in... Guadalajara? Uh, no. Play uh Trinidad. Okay. Well, it was near Trinidad. Yeah, near Trinidad. Yeah. Basically. It was good. But right. I've
0: been to the Club Amigo.
2: Food yeah. gets real old real quick. Oh, yeah. But other than that, it was a good experience. I learned something from the people that spend two months there in terms of food because I'd say the same thing, it's repetitive. They said, well, yeah, it's repetitive because you're you're filling your plate with fish, chicken, pork, rice, salad, every meal. Yeah. They said, don't do that. Every meal, go and take whatever it is that they're cooking. Like maybe one, instead of what's in the hot plates, take the fish if they're cooking fish and make your meal around that. Don't have all the proteins every meal and then you won't get sick of it. It's That's That's a different right. way of looking at it. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm probably guilty of that. I just grab like, all of the best-looking things every meal, every time. I
2: and know. No wonder you're sick of it. makes perfect sense. Instead of breaking it down. Hmm. So, what you would hmm. do at home, right? You'd have a fish dinner, a chicken dinner. Yeah, you, you orient pork. it
1: around a single staple and yeah. make a meal out of it. Yeah. Something about the spices they use, too, perhaps. Mm-hmm. might also be a factor, or that...
2: Hot dog is in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, doesn't help. I've seen them deep frying hot dogs and deep frying hamburgers. Huh. Like that's disgusting. Yeah, they. <laughs> not good for you if it, if it's nothing else.
0: The Club Amigo, the first time I went, they they tried their best. Um, they had a poutine bar, oh, yeah. so they they knew they were catering to Canadians, obviously. And they tried their best to make a Cuban style poutine and the gravy was not amazing and nope. the cheese was just shredded cheese. But they tried hard yeah. and it was still tasty. Yeah. But
2: it's the most natural food you'll ever yeah. eat down there. I mean I remember the ketchup bottle, I'd squeeze it out and it's basically pressed tomatoes. Yeah. There's no sugar preservatives and it's just tomatoes. Yeah. It sounds a
1: bit more watery, but yeah. I think it could be good, I guess. Well try making my own
2: ketchup at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but you think, about it, it's a lot healthier. Everything they're eating is just a lot healthier. Yeah.
1: I don't know what the average age that a Cuban lives to, but I know their healthcare
2: is pretty good. Yeah, their um, their healthcare. I think their healthcare workers are their one number one export. I think so. They export their healthcare workers to Venezuela or wherever.
1: I know that they're much friendlier to some more e- experimental techniques and treating, you know, very serious conditions or or diseases, which is. Always interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That I don't know, but yes,
1: and and the cars, a great place to, oh, yeah, if you want to go beautiful look at cars. cars yeah, <laughs> even around Trinidad when we went to the the city the one day, I have so many pictures of beautiful beautiful cars. Mm. It's just this interesting side of ingenuity where these people are just making these things run for significantly longer than they were
2: ever intended to keep running. We spent a lot of time off the resort. We made a lot of friends in different cities in Cuba. And um, one place we were at, I'd left my bottle of water because I left the resort with it so I wouldn't drink their tap water while I was there. Mm -hmm. So I left my bottle of water. We happened to walk by the next day and I looked over and they had cut the bottle and they were using half of it as a shade to keep the rain off their outside light bulb. Yeah, there you go different and I thought geez that's ingenuity yeah another resort we were at uh, my hairdryer broke so I had taken it to the to the kitchen because I couldn't find anybody and uh, and um, I said you know it's broken you you got another one she sat down with the knives (laughs) cooking knives and unscrewed it and uh, she says come back later back half an hour later she had it back working. <laughs> I said, "You know what? We're sad." Yeah. My first reaction was throw it out, give me a new one. Yeah. And her it's reaction throwaway. was to, to fix it.
1: Yeah. Throw away culture versus, yeah. you know, keep
2: yeah. what you have. If
1: exactly. And, and you keep it running make it work.
0: That's true. That's Funny way.
1: <laughs> They'd have a hell of a time trying to make modern cars work for as long as the older oh, ones yeah. they have. But, yeah,
2: cuz it's all computers. So. Yeah,
1: but the old carbureted gent- engines and Simplistic suspension designs and all that can be worked on for a long long time Mm -hmm. Yep makes me almost jealous that I didn't learn to do automotive mechanics in a different time period because these days I don't I don't want to plug in a computer and just run diagnostics and do
2: all the the stuff that technicians yeah I don't know a lot about the old engines. I mean, I just did all the basic maintenance back in the day I mean, I stopped changing oil 15 years ago when you couldn't even reach the filters anymore I mean, my that's wife right. had a PT Cruiser, and you couldn't see the filter from top or bottom. I'm looking at it going, ah, you need to buy a special tool just really? to, to reach in Just to in change there and, the oil. Yeah, and I thought, ah, I'm not yeah. doing that. But I mean, back in the day, I mean, that's all I did was say plugs and wires and yeah. fil- you know, fluids. Something you do out
1: of both necessity, because you might not be able to afford Elk otherwise, or just pride, curiosity. Pride of working on your own stuff. Yeah. I, I like just taking things apart. Yeah and you know usually I get them back together just fine but yeah but it's it's fun
2: I do that with electronics yeah I love <laughs> doing that with electronics
1: <laughs> we have uh, a little um, drone you know cause we do a little bit of aerial photography and videography and I broke it once and it's our drone we both paid for it so I had to fix it on a schedule before right. he had to use it next and I wasn't gonna tell him about it until I had it fixed that was the most nitpicky electronic thing I've ever tried to fix. Hmm. So small and tiny. Usually it's just like soldering in new capacitors to things and, and all that stuff, or, or fixing just electrical cord, which is like the easiest thing. But yeah. again, rewarding. You keep something going that. Uh,
2: well, I, I install all the security fine. cameras at Cheers. That yeah? there you go. Again, That's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm crawling through the attic running wire, and it's just speaker wire. Right? Yeah. It's just an audio video. and Probably hammer
1: drilling into some concrete wall somewhere or something oh, yeah. to get them mounted, yeah yeah it's yep. fun stuff
2: yeah I mean you got to be closed when you do stuff like that, so yes you can't uh, get a food order when you're covered in insulation crawling through the attic no so you can't this is not at all bit of a weird question, but it,
1: there's a lot of really good consumer security systems these days. Is it like a regular
2: yeah, I bought it off Costco uh, okay that yeah QC
1: okay the the way, the days of industrial security systems seem to be going away now that you can just get such a cheap and easy to use yeah, security ladies. system. You could probably see it on your phone, can't yeah, you? You got the mobile app. Every, everybody's doing it. I feel like I'm, I'm left behind. I, I think I should get one if for no reason other than just to say that, hey, look, I have access to a camera on Do my phone. You know thing. how
2: much fun it is to be in Cuba and look back <laughs> at, look back at your <laughs> where <look> you work. <laughs> Oh, there's the bar at the moment
1: there you go <laughs> that's incredible
2: well you had to be sitting there in Cuba and then text saying hey
1: do this <laughs> look at the cameras. <laughs> yeah I know
2: <laughs> well I do that with the when I first installed the cameras I was doing that as a joke because there's a time delay so I would have a waitress out in the, in the dining room and i say hey you want to see something funny and then you wait a couple of seconds and then they wave on the on the phone <laughs> Yes, you know things like that that's simple minds uh, are pleased. so do you
0: find that now that you have the security cameras set up do you are you constantly checking them when you're not there or
2: people think I watched the Cheers channel okay and they'll especially when they were new people would come in and they would say um, oh did you see that I waved <laughs> I said that would imply that I'm spending all of my time watching all eight cameras simultaneously. I said, no. Uh, I originally installed them when I went from working uh, straight nights to uh, not working every night. And okay. I wanted the uh, security for the waitresses. That's why I don't have security cameras in the kitchen. I'm not concerned about the kitchen um, or the bathrooms, that's fair, obviously. That's <laughs> proper thinking. But um, yeah, you just... Uh, it's there if needed. You know, it's like an alarm system where if it's needed, it's there. Okay. You know, I can I can go back. I've seen vandalism on the picnic tables and I was able to go back and see which regular customer was doing that. Yeah, I guess if it's a regular, you can call them out on it for yeah. sure. Yeah, we had a regular steal money off the bar.
1: Well, caught him. A little bit more than calling him out at that point, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're out. So, you know, things like that. But yeah, the cameras are handy for that, but no, it's not a
1: it's a novelty the home builders love them because they'll see people come in and either dump garbage into the bins that are on site or somebody will come usually it's employees for the of of contractors that are taking materials that are paid for by in this case mountain view homes and and mountain view homes gets to come up to a boss and say hey look this is your employee walking off the site with a bunch of two by ten the other day and then the employer says, okay, they show the employee, like, hey, look, we got you on camera. And then, you know, they might not admit to it or whatever right away, but usually they end up getting fired
2: or I've whatever, had three maybe. or four cameras, outside cameras, stolen over the years. They stole your cameras.
1: Yeah.
2: You probably put them in much harder to get positions, I'd imagine. Well, no, I just stopped after a while. I just oh. left one mounted on the patio instead of two and because mm. they could reach it. And all you <coughs> see is a hand. And then, and then and it, gone. Gone. I mean, I, yeah, I guess you'd have to put it on
1: a pole or somewhere I higher guess, up. Yes, I guess. What a thing to try to steal a camera! Oh, you can't do anything with that.
0: I wouldn't. Think it's so. just pure vandalism at that <laughs> point. You can't sell it. You can't.
1: No,
2: you can scrap it. Welland's good for that. Well, I, yeah, I thought the East Main Exchange would probably be uh, selling security cameras at that point. <clears throat> Welland. As far as, as cities go, is the fastest city.
1: If you have something you don't want in your house anymore, you put it to the curb, it is gone. Ten minutes, like less than ten
2: minutes sometimes. It is incredible how fast people move. And you remember when you used to have to pay $20 to get, uh, if you wanted to put a, an appliance out at the side of the road? I don't remember that. I'm too young. You used to have to pay $20 and it would be, <coughs> like, to, it'd be like a Freon certificate because <laughs> you're putting out a fridge or something with Freon on Yeah, in the it. old fridges were bad for that. But now you don't even have to buy the $20... They still sell them probably, but mm. you put it outside of the road and someone will scrap scrappers will take it. Yeah.
1: I, I have the unique perspective of working in a metals and electronics recycling depot, twice, two different ones. And I would see everything that people would bri- bring in as scrappers for the most part. They're not worth a ton. I mean, um, white goods, so like freezers, fridges, um, microwave stoves, things like that are typically... When I was working there, it was the price of steel, which was five cents a pound. So they're not killing it, bringing these things in, but it's a bit of money. Yeah. And I mean, stuff like some of them will go to the lengths of uh, disassembling the fridge, taking out the compressor, which is worth more, yeah. and putting that individually. and, and yeah. They get tricky. Stripping the copper S- out of this and that. Some some people that are very desperate will start stripping copper wire, just taking the housing off, which, yeah, okay, I guess it's more valuable slightly, but how valuable is your time? I I know. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: People trying to, ooh, people are shifty too. Like they'll bring in, you know, a bunch of brass, I don't know fixtures for lighting or something, put them on top of some steel, and then you know try to pass it all off as brass. But of course, the employees are trained to search through
2: stuff. So. Well, speaking of shifty, um, <coughs> it just reminded me of a customer that. <laughs> always comes back to the customers. Mm-hmm. Um bring in their own tea bag and ask for a pot of hot water and um could i get some cream and sugar Hmm. now what do you do in those circumstances do you charge them for tea or not it's tricky i if it's a one-off thing like i'm there all the
1: time i think just i'd probably just do it to be done with it but then again they're sitting there they're taking up space depends how busy the restaurant is at that time like if they're taking up space and there could be people coming and paying probably not it's tricky If they bought something else, then sure, whatever, I guess. Maybe they really have a preference about the tea they drink. I have no idea. (laughs) It's a moral dilemma. It has to do with a lot of factors.
0: In general, I mean, the way it was at A&W and other restaurants is there's no outside food or drink. Tea is uh, (laughs) weird in between, but...
2: We charged. And And how did they take it? They paid. They clearly they, wanted their sugar and cream. But see, the argument that I gave the waitress, who was like, Oh, really? You want me to charge? I said, Yes, I do. Work. I said, Here's the thing the tea bag is pennies. Yes. Of the whole tea that they're having, the only thing they're not having is the couple of pennies worth of tea bag. They're still getting the hot water, the, the cream, the sugar. They're getting it served. They're going to get it cleaned up. They're going to get the dishes washed. Um, They're getting everything but the two cent teabag. So I said, if they have a complaint, they can take one of my teabags with them. Fair enough. That's because I'm over here. (laughs) I I think any
1: reasonable person presented with that factual list of information would pay.
2: Oh, yeah. There's there's no defense. People are people, right? So we're not a grocery store. And yet sometimes people think we are. They'll come in and they'll say, uh, oh, it's $5 for a piece of pie. I could buy a whole pie for eight dollars. Yes, I said, you can. Well it's not five dollars for a pie. I said it's only a dollar. I said, Really? It says five dollars on the menu. I said, No, it's only a dollar. I said, the other four is for the waitress that's gonna bring it to you. It's for the refrigeration, the electricity, the yep. dishwasher, the heat, the hydro, the property tax. But the pie is a dollar. Every <laughs> consumer
1: in the world just doesn't ever get the full picture of what they're they're buying into unless they have the inside knowledge for the most part. or, or at least the understanding of what they don't know
0: grooms of brides that we work with like hey we're paying you thirty six (laughs) hundred dollars for twelve hours of your time and then
1: twelve hours of four of our time yes plus
0: but then and nowadays whenever somebody counters that i'll bust out a blank piece of paper and do the math and say like this is this is what our kind of day rate is this is what we do this goes to the fact that we're insured gas stuff like that and just break it down and say that's where yep. it goes yep.
1: and then the 12 hours on the day is actually in, in this case 48 man hours and when we go home right. there's going to be one and a half times that approximately in editing time so you're now getting closer to over a hundred hours worth of work and you know there's actually yeah. cost to some of the materials used and every business is like that there's always so many hidden little costs that nobody appreciates they just go to the grocery store and they see the people competing for the lowest price on pie and they say well that's how much pie costs
2: right well then go buy the pie (laughs) take take it home (laughs) eat it in your own house clean your own dishes but if you want to go out and have someone bring it to you and maybe a glass of water to go with it or hot water for your tea bag you pay for service right but, you know, and people think the menu prices are negotiable. No. No. Or, or they try to make up their own product. You know, Could I get, uh, instead of the barbecue chicken for the wrap, could I get uh, chicken fingers? And instead of the uh, lettuce and tomato, could I get cheese? Oh, instead of fries with chicken fingers, could I get an extra chicken finger? That's, that's one of my favorite ones. No. <laughs> hmm.
1: I, I guess, in some people's mind, that's a logical argument, but... But well, when you consider the, the cost pri- of price chicken. of a potato yeah, it's versus nothing. the
2: price of a piece of chicken, mm-hmm. you know, potato is not worth much. So, How much without the fries? There's another good one. That's a good question. Same price. Same price. You do what you want with the fries. I don't care.
1: A lot of the things that you'd be doing in the kitchen would be simultaneous, so they don't take extra man hours to do necessarily. It's just the cost of the...
2: Well, food. see, if you're ordering chicken fingers and fries, which chicken fingers comes with fries as an example, um, and it's uh, 10 dollars and you say how much without the fries, the fries are only there to fill the plate in the first place, to make it look like you're getting a full plate of food. So it's, the price is based on the chicken fingers. The fries is the... And the plum sauce and is the throwaway.
1: And I'd imagine pri-
2: fries have an individualized price if you just wanted fries. Right. right. Yeah. But that's where I say they look at the price of the fries on the menu and think that they can get that deducted. But that, that's yeah. not the way the chicken fingers are priced. Yeah. No. I actually had to become that restaurant a couple of years ago where I put on the, um, the sharing price. And I really didn't want to be that restaurant. Sharing price? Yeah, the sharing charge. I'm... Oh. Yeah. It's just for people that are trying to split a meal with somebody else? Yeah. Because, the reason it's because, is because um, I I came up with a two-piece fish dinner. The price of that was based on one person eating it, not two people eating it, because it's not double the price of a single order. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is... As an example, let's say it's $17 for a two-piece and $10 for a single, and they're splitting it. They're actually paying $8.50 a plate, but I want $10 a plate for an individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are you following that? I, right.
1: I am following it. I'm debating the ethics of it in my head as
2: you talk. Okay. Well, the ethics that uh, I struggled with, um, I got over it real fast when a table of eight came in and. Four of them ordered a two-piece dinner and four asked for an extra plate and uh, I priced <laughs> that on the menu as if it was for one person. Yeah. So that's where I said, you know what, it's, it'd be no different than going out for a steak dinner, Say, go to the keg, go to the mandarin, go to Red Lobster, ask for a meal and an extra plate and I bet you, you're going you're gonna to pay for that plate.
0: Oh, absolutely. And of course, the uh, the other thing would be really? if you get a table of eight that come in versus a table of four. The table, a uh, regular table of four, will sit down at a table that seats four, and they'll eat. If a table, like there's also the the butts in the seat. If you're making half as much money but filling d- double the the seats, that's a that's a math issue right there.
1: It's tricky for me. I, I see that. I see, see that. <laughs> I had that struggle. If you come up with an ethical principle, it should be something you abide by, no matter what the context. Essentially, if, if it's some like statement that you can just strike it to, well, should you charge for sharing or should you not? It should be a
2: well. There's a great. There's a, great, dry, there's a great area. If it's um, um, say a gentleman my age sharing with his elderly mother or a child. very, very small child that's not even... Oh, it reminds me. I forgot to print out kids' menus today. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, uh, if someone's having a bite of fish, it's really no different than the all-you-can-eat. We did all-you-can-eat fish for a long time. Um, and the ones that you watch are the ones that... I'll have an all-you-can-eat. I'll just have a salad. Yeah. And then now we've got to sure. watch them. That, it,
1: that makes more sense to have a share price, for sure, because you are... No, no, we did do a share them. price. We charged uh, two you, all you could eat. That's fair. Because that that's makes total sense to me right off the bat. But that's bottom.
0: that's what the Mandarin would do anyways. Yeah. Even if they... If you were taking up an extra seat, you are like, well, I'll just have a whatever, they'd still charge you. They're basically a charge on a per butt of the seats. That's I get, why when we I, we... I take them out for Christmas dinner, and we have five people... And somebody was supposed to come, so there w- it was originally booked as six, and I was charged for five. But then they called me saying you didn't pay for one of your people. And I had to pull out the receipt. I said I paid for all five. They're like, yeah, but it was registered for six. And I'm like, and there was an empty seat. Yeah. They did give me that hassle. So they pretty much do
2: charges based on the seat, whether you yes. There. But I, I see your ethical dilemma. So, so you got you got to back it up. So here to, to back it up to the point where I started from. Which is in the menu design. So I'm getting some demand for bigger portions. So I've got my f- single fish and chips. Yes. So I'm saying, okay, let's do a double. But you can't charge double. No. Because like, it's, 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 it's a draw. It's an incentive for... But it was designed for one person.
1: So, so the, okay. I understand what the, ex- the more extreme example of having the eight people that split... Right. You know, just with the four meals. the Most of what I'm thinking, the difference in price should, and maybe the numbers don't work, so I'm not going to run them right now. But the difference in price, the amount that they save by getting a two-piece versus, like, the quantity of food versus the one-piece fish and chips, should, in theory, be made up by the time saved in preparing it. So, for instance... Making two pieces of fish doesn't take longer than making one piece of takes fish. It takes the same amount of time. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I don't know how much preparation there no, is. No, it takes to the same amount of time. It. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're not paying man hours. Let's just say no. you, you're not doing it. Nope. Say an employee is No, doing but, it.
2: but the difference is, is that I'm getting eight fifty a plate instead of $10 a plate. It's true. So yeah. I 26. charge enough as a sharing charge that it, it equals the same as if they each got their own plate of fish and chips. But what I do with that, and when they say, and it's on the menu, so it's not hidden. It says, this item.
0: Transparency is great.
2: This this item has a $3 sharing charge if splitting it. That's for the fish and shrimp, the two-piece halibut, and two-piece haddock, and that's it. You want liver and onions, you can share it. You want chicken fingers, you can share it. But the two-piece dinners, or the fish and shrimp dinners, were intended to be for one person. But if you want to feed two people with it, instead of me splitting that cost in half, and this is where the accounting comes in, I can't. I don't want to sell $8.50 yeah. fish and chips. I need to get $10 for an order.
1: It's tricky. I'd have to look at a lot of like numbers for that kind of thing because you have to factor in how much is markup, how much is the cost. Oh, I've of the done product.
2: that, though. Yeah, I, I imagine you would have to come to that so decision. So here, if you and your, and your better half come in, and you want a two-piece and an extra plate and the first thing that I'm going to do when you say okay uh, we're going to split the two-piece the waitress will say okay just so you know there's a $3 sharing charge for the extra plate that's okay so now in the kitchen here's what we're doing we're making one plate and we're splitting the fries in half and you're each getting a piece of fish you're each getting a coleslaw lemon tartar and you're each getting homemade bread you're getting two full meals the only difference is, you're each getting half fries. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Because really, when someone wants a two-piece, but they want to split it, primarily it's because they don't want all the fries.
1: They get more fish in that situation to to the fry ratio. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Hmm. yeah that's fair. I, I see your struggle. There's
1: <laughs> The yeah. the other side of it, and it doesn't factor into anything that maybe you've done to, to counter it, is that what has changed in the situation where... A person, one person comes in and orders a two-piece fish and chips and they eat it themselves versus they bring a person with them that wasn't going to order something themselves anyways and they buy it for this person and they split it with this person. The only thing that's changed is you have one more seat that's filled, which of course has some some cost associated with it, I'm sure. But at the same
2: time, that's the only thing in that situation that is. changed. So you're saying a spontaneous decision to share the plate? I wasn't going to share my meal, but it's not even spontaneous. A it, it's a
1: conversation. It's it. a scientific elimination in factors. The only thing in that situation that has changed is that there is one more person sitting at a table, which, again, probably has some cost associated with it, but it, I don't. It,
2: there's a, let's go back to your $3,600 for 12 hours labor. Yeah. There is a level that you want to receive for your service. So there's a level that I want to receive from my product. You're discounting my product by diversifying it. There's a certain ethnic group, which I won't (laughs) name, but they'll come in and they will order X amount of wings, X amount of fish, and it's just all shared plates. Okay. Now, we give that a lot more leeway, but what I'm referring to is, you. the the couple or the table of four that are taking individual meals and splitting them is basically it's lowering the value of your product yeah if
1: you want to talk about something that's qualitative like the perception of the value of your product yeah you could definitely win an argument based on that
2: well the nice thing is it says it on the menu so you the customer have the decision to make do you want your own fish and chips or do you want to share a two piece Yep. with the extra charge it's your choice right that's, of course that's your choice is: do you want the pie or not i, mean, I don't it's, think
1: it's anybody it's should necessarily argue with it if it's spelled
2: out plain well, they, English. they'll sti- they still will yeah <laughs> they still will of course yes but they'll pretend they didn't know when they got the bill you know yeah. it's on the menu how come i can't take cheap wick- chicken wings home on thursday night because that's another rule that we have, and every restaurant's got that. Here's a, here's an interesting
1: question. Somebody that um, brings their own container and tries to do so anyway. What do you do there?
2: I've had people pr- wrap up chicken wings in a napkin and put it in their purse. Yep. Because they're determined that they're not going to pay extra charge. Yep. The reason for that extra charge, which is self evident, is. The person that's ordering three pounds a wing and eating one pound and taking two home so isn't they can make, staying for drinks, so they can make uh, more of a meal out of it. It's true. But then I've got the argument that someone says, "Well, I've already had a couple. I'm just going to take my wings home instead of eating them here." Your plan for having cheap wings was to get me in for beer. Well, I'm here for beer. I'm just going to eat my wings at home. See the fun you get to deal with. It's a. It's a. <laughs> Yes, it is.
1: The, the qualitative <laughs> arguments or the emotional arguments are the
2: harder ones to deal with. They're not strictly just numbers. It's not black and white. Yep. But then I try to turn it into black and white because the the downfall of allowing the leeway is that the gap for the leeway gets wider and wider as yep, time people goes push wide their so luck. You might as well just let everybody have whatever they want all the time.
1: I am. At this point in time, a landlord, and I feel like I'm getting pushed <laughs> sometimes. I've been a landlord, and I
2: would never do it again.
1: <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know where to draw the line. I still haven't figured that out about some things. What demands are reasonable? Which ones are not? There's a almost all of them are in some kind of gray area. Yeah, yeah. it's a tricky thing to learn you feel like you're being taken for a sucker if you just give them what they want all the time it's like customers. Yeah, and more than that you're not making money half the time because no. things cost money when you're a landlord yes. you know the the
2: washer or dryer breaks yeah you're buying a new yep. one or no, i did that in my mid-20s i was a landlord for a while and uh did that for a few years and even now to this day i still get tempt- tempted every once in a while to get back into it but then i i realized no you know what i I got out of it because I wanted to spend my money on my house, not the rental house. Yeah, I want the new carpet or the new flooring <laughs> or you know the new washer can, dryer. I can empathize with that. Yeah, that
1: my um, tenants have air conditioning that I'm paying the electrical <laughs> bill for, but I don't have air conditioning. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Little things like that. Yeah, or, but you know you're
1: making money eventually. Eventually. I don't think I'm going to make any money pretty much until I sell the house. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah,
2: well, if you're Until
1: then, somebody's paying the mortgage.
2: If, yeah, if you're making the rent that's helping pay the mortgage and you are smart and you're keeping uh, money aside in a separate account for washers and dryers and air conditioners. And
1: I've become a bit of a scavenger. I am also one of the people who right. pick up appliances off the side oh, of the yeah. road. Yep. I, have, I have a washer, a dryer, and a stove all extra, all yep. lined up, ready to go.
2: What I found was every tenant that left... It seemed like the new tenant that moved in was worse. I just my tenants Ooh, just kind of went down. <laughs> I'm not looking for that. <laughs> mine, mine went down, and it seemed like, and people trash the place. So I mean, I'm in there after every tenant, rep- painting, replacing carpet again. Um, See, I don't mind. They that left stuff all as your much. junk there. And they cut. the, yeah, cord, the they junk cut the cords on stuff, and they just left it. I don't
1: like that. No, yeah. I don't like the junk. Yeah. Leaving all the junk there. Hmm. Welland is unforgiving in that you will see streets just littered with, like, someone had to move out or somebody died or whatever, and, like, just at the curb, an entire person's possessions. Yeah. I don't know what happens to it, but.
2: <laughs> Scavengers.
1: Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. <sighs> it's getting a little bit late. I think this is probably a yes. good point About to wrap up. <laughs>
0: this is early <laughs> for me. Hey, yeah, but for what you said, you, th- you thought you couldn't go as long as Joe Gonzalez or Joe Crawford, but you're... We've made it an
1: <laughs> hour and 40 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's... That is good. good. That's,
1: I'm not a late-night person, so we'll say this is my fault. But no, no problem. Anyways, it's been great
2: having yeah. you here. Thanks. I mean, this was, was fun. It was a good talk. Good. Enjoyable. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. But
0: uh, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week.
1: And same time, same place. And if you are one of the few people that watch our podcast that hasn't been to Cheers, you should go. Great fish and chips. I can agree with Mel and Memes.
0: And don't forget to follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Music, everything. We're All on everything now. Facebook, YouTube. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Everything.